the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Dealing with the Problem of Slander. And this issue has become a great problem in our society today, especially over the last few weeks, and I felt it is necessary just to address it as it relates to the body of Christ so that we'll understand what our responsibilities are as God's children uh, to one another. There's something about slander and even gossip that appeals to all of us. Sixty minutes once tried to find out why slander is so alluring. They actually sent out a news team to report on the remarkable sale of all of the cheap grocery tabloids like the Enquirer and the Star. They started by interviewing people who were buying the paper at uh, grocery stores uh, at the checkout counters. The reporter asked one buyer, do you really believe what you read in this paper? And the reply came back, no, but I like to read it anyway. When someone is gossiping or is involved in slander, usually we are all ears. We just can't wait to hear what is being said. And so we could ask the question, why? I believe it is a natural, innate ability of gossip or slander to capture our curiosity. Slander is viewed in the Bible as a serious sin. It is placed in the same category as murder, theft, immorality, and false testimony. Slander is not a problem limited to the unbelieving secular world around us. The truth is that slander can also be a very serious problem among Christians. Nor is slander in the church a 20th century problem. In fact, it is as old as the New Testament itself. It goes back at least as far as the first book written in the New Testament, the book of James, Uh, in A.D. 45. 
James addresses this problem head on in James chapter 4, uh, 11 and 12. So I'm going to use a series of questions in order to get at the, the topic. And the first question is, what exactly is slander? What exactly is slander? And for those, the outline is in the bulletin on page 6 and 7, if you are um, new to what we do here. So what exactly is slander? And James, in chapter 4, the first part of verse 11 says, Brothers, do not slander one another. And that's the NIV translation. And then the New Living Translation translates it, Don't speak evil against each other, my dear brothers and sisters. Now, the Greek word translated slander literally means to talk down. Slander is similar to gossip, which means to pass on personal facts. However, slander is not only passing on personal facts about another person, it is passing on personal facts in such a way that the other person is put down or demeaned. Slander is impugning someone's character or reputation by the way you talk about him or her. It is speaking of someone in a way that lowers that person's reputation in the eyes of others. This practice usually takes place in their absence, whether they have uh, where they have no opportunity to defend themselves. But it doesn't mean that what is said must be false. What is said might be absolutely true. It is very easy to talk about others behind their backs and not think that it is wrong because what you are saying may be true. However, you can slander people by simply sharing true things about them with the intention of undermining their character or reputation. People are very creative in in passing uh, on information about other people. They will begin uh, with statements like, uh, now stop me if I'm wrong, but... Or, I don't mean to be critical, but. Or, perhaps I shouldn't say this about him or her, but. Or, let's just keep it between us. Now, I don't mean to imply that there are never occasions when we speak about someone else. However, on such occasions, our goal must always be to build up the other person, not to tear them down. Most of us are unaware when we slander others. We just don't see that we are talking down others, or talking others down. We honestly perceive ourselves to be doing nothing more than analyzing or commenting on what we Uh, have heard or what we know. But it is a common problem we desperately need to recognize because its consequences are so serious. Several years ago, Dr. Albert Cantrell, a professor at Princeton University, conducted a series of experiments to demonstrate how 
quickly rumors can spread. He called six students into his office and in strict confidence informed them that the Duke and Duchess of Windsor were planning to attend the university dance. Within a week, that completely fictitious story had reached nearly every student on the university campus. Eventually, city officials called up the university demanding to know why they had not been informed. Press agencies were frantically uh, telephoning for details. And Dr. Cantrell later wrote, quote, this was a pleasant rumor. A slanderous one travels even faster. It was Mark Twain who said, quote, a lie can travel halfway around the world while truth is still lacing up her boots. To slander is to talk down, and it is a serious problem, which sometimes we do not recognize. But the next question is, why is slander such a serious problem? Why is slander such a serious problem? And James, James answers that question in verse um, 11, the second part of verse 11. It says, Any, anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. Notice that the word brother appears twice in this, in this passage. Why? In the first place, we shouldn't slander or speak evil of one another because we are all part of the same family. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. You see, if you grew up in a family where you had brothers and sisters, uh, you probably noticed that your parents didn't like it when you were fighting uh, with your siblings. Parents get pleasure out of seeing their children show love and care for each other. Uh, in fact, it is one of the, the highlights of, um, of our life, um, uh, my wife and I, when our children are around, sitting at the table, uh, and they are having lots of fun, talking, sharing different things uh, about their experiences, uh, knowing that they are, in, they are functioning harmoniously with one another. They are not criticizing each other. So we don't tolerate that at our, at our dinner table. We want um, our children, at least when they were younger, uh, to know that it is very important that they are kind and supportive of one another because of who they are. They are brothers and sisters. And this, in the same way, uh, it is in God's family. God doesn't want to see bickering and hurtful talk among his children. So when I see another Christian stumble or fall or have a tough time, I shouldn't rejoice in that because uh, they are a part of the family of God. I should be concerned about it, yes, but I should not rejoice in the fall of a fellow Christian. As Christians, we shouldn't slander or judge one another uh, because, number one, it is unloving. It is unloving. 
You see, James says, anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. Now, what law is James talking about here? Look at um, Matthew chapter 22, 36 through 39. We are an expert in the law, ask Jesus a question to test him. And he says, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see, to slander someone is to violate the perfect law of love. And Jesus um, uh, speaks about it in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12, where he says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And um, notice that Paul follows this up in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14, where he says, the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. The point here is that when you slander someone, you violate the law of love, to love your neighbor as yourself. Slander is unloving. But the, the second reason why slander is such a serious problem is that it is playing God. It is playing God. Now, James chapter 4 and verse, and verse 12 says... There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? You see, only God has a right to judge. It is God's job description. It is not our job description to judge other people. He has not commissioned us to, to talk to Everyone about everyone else. It's because we cannot, we ca- we cannot uh, read each other's hearts or assess each other's true motives. We must be very careful not to judge one another merely on what we think we know. See, in order to judge someone rightly, you must know all there is to know about them. You have to be able to know their motives. You have to be able to read in, uh, their lives in a way that you can't. In other words, James is saying that you need to be God if you're going to do that. And that is just a problem. We are not God. No one knows what is in another person's heart. Our goal as believers is meant to be the building up of one another in love, not the tearing down of one another in criticism. Years ago, 
Sid Gilman served as the head coach and general manager of the Houston Oilers, an NFL team. Gilman took the team in the early part of the season when they had one win and five losses. At the time of this interview, their record had become six wins and six losses. And the press wanted to know how in the last six games he was able to win five of them. How did he turn the team around from being a loser to being a winner and cause himself to uh, be up for the NFL's Coach of the Year award? His answer was, we don't allow any negative or petty spirits on this team. None whatsoever. We build each other up. We love each other. We praise one another's abilities. We encourage one another in the game of football. And he went on to say that he spent most of his time with his men, not pointing out all of their flaws, but building into their minds that they could play the game and win the game. And do you know what happened? They started winning. And it's amazing how a petty and critical spirit can ruin an entire organization. There's nothing more contagious and ruining in a church, a business, a staff team, or a home than a negative, petty spirit. That is why God pulls no, no punches when he evaluates that particular spirit of slander. He says, slander is such a serious problem because it tears others down rather than build them up. It destroys rather than build. So the third question is, how do you respond to slander? How do you respond to slander? What do you do when someone begins to slander another person in your presence? What do you do when, when someone uh, belittles or demeans another person to you? It's really simple, though difficult. Number one, get up and leave, or denounce it as slander. Some of our most deadly sins are the sins of omission. It is not that you are slandering, but it is failing to correct to those around you who do the slandering. It is allowing people to put others down in your presence and not confronting such people with the seriousness of that sin. So why do we not confront uh, people with their slander? Because at the core of our being, we long to be accepted and loved. And if we confront such a person, they might not accept us, they might reject us, and we do not want uh, to, uh, to uh, feel that they are against us. Now Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter uh, 15, verses 18 and 19. But evil words come from an evil heart and defile the person who says them. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, immorality, theft, lying, 
and slander. See, according to Jesus, the real problem is not the tongue, but the heart. You see, the tongue is simply a neutral messenger that carries the words from the heart. Slander is not just a sin of the tongue, but a sin that is deep in our hearts. So the fourth question is, how do you break the habit of slander? First, remember you are accountable to God. Remember you are accountable to God. Paul says in Romans chapter 14, verses 12 and 13, Yes, each of us will have to give personal account to God. So don't condemn each other anymore. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not put an obstacle in another Christian's path. You see, when all is said and done, I'm not accountable to you and you're not accountable to me. Both of us are accountable to God, who is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and who is the ultimate judge. He is the one uh, that all of us will have to bow before and give an account to on that day when we face him. But the second, second reason, uh, the habit, or the second thing to do to break the habit of slander is, remember God is merciful to you. Remember God is merciful to you. And James, in James chapter 2 and verse 13, uh, says, For there will be no mercy for you if you have not been merciful to others. But if you have been merciful, then God's mercy toward you will win out over his judgment against you. You see, God is merciful. He gives forgiveness where there should be condemnation. God has shown us mercy, he has shown us love, he has shown us forgiveness. How should we treat those around us? How should we behave? We should be a lot more sympathetic. We should be a lot more open to forgiving one another. We should be a lot more kind and loving to the people that we deal with day after day. But the... Fifth question is, what is the antidote to slander? What is the antidote to slander? It is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Christ. He says, stop looking at man and look at Christ alone for uh, approval and acceptance. The more we discover that our security and significance is to be found in Christ, the more our problem with slander will diminish. If we ground our life in the truths of the gospel, when we discover certain faults in someone, instead of falling back into our old pattern of judgment and slander, we will go to that person and talk with him or her about the concerns that we have. You see, when Christ controls the heart, he controls the tongue. Brothers and sisters, life is just too short and too difficult to go through it constantly fighting with others. 
especially in the church where our mission and purpose in life is to love and support one another. You see, the distinctive characteristic of the church is love. And love finds its source and its substance, its beginning and its end, its cause and its effects in God. And where this love is present, burdens become lighter, differences become smaller, hearts become tender, words become sweeter, lives become richer, hopes become brighter, joys become fuller, conflicts become fewer, tempers become milder, attitudes become better, deeds become kinder, and commitments become deeper. Is that there is nothing like love. And so let us resolve not to slander one another, but to love each other because of who we are. We are the children of the Most High God, and we are brothers and sisters destined for eternity with him, where we will be with him forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.